tonight we're talking about the thing which people think is completely incidental when it comes to any beverage whatsoever, but apparently it's quite important. Uh, give us a synopsis why the glass is so important when it comes to whiskey. Well, Justin, you have um, wine glasses, you have champagne glasses, you have uh, you, you've, you have sherry glasses and stuff. Um, whiskey's a quality spirit, and it deserves to be treated with the respect that, it, that really it should have. Um, I always make the analogy that drinking a good whiskey out of a bad glass is like getting an invitation to, to drive Brands Hatch and choosing to do so on a 1.2 Fiesta. <laughs> you know, it's always going to be fun, but it's just not the best way of doing it. Okay? Um, I have a range of glasses here tonight. I, I have a range of whiskies here tonight as well. Uh, well, funny enough, I, I've got uh, uh, one whiskey here tonight, just a small one, because I, li I like to stay in control of things while we're doing this, because we do get a lot of people from all around the world who do tune in, and apparently uh, some of them have tuned in already. They've, uh, there's uh, more than half a dozen tuned in already. Welcome along to the show. Remember, if you'd like to say something, all you have to do is uh, just get involved, uh, type in your message here. On the, on the link on Irish Risk Review slash live, and we will be able to talk to you. It's as simple as that. Uh, so uh, how did people discover that d different glasses made the whiskey different, Marty, then? Well, what, what happens is when whiskey's laid down, and what I mean by that is when it's laid down in, uh, in a barrel, in a cask, it matures in the cask and it goes from being a really fiery hot spirit that's really not palatable. Um, it matures and it goes through a process in the cask and a blender comes along and they have to decide if that whiskey's now at its peak. And it's a very tricky thing to do because people naturally assume the longer uh, a whiskey's in a cask, the better it's going to be. And that's not always the case. Um, you may use, you can use a cask multiple times, and obviously, if you keep a whiskey in an old cask too long, it takes on more of the the things that you pretty much don't want. That sort of astringent, woody taste. I think I think anyone who's ever um, eaten a lollipop stick or something, they'll get an idea of what I mean by that sort of astringency. So a blender that's, a, that's a taste I, I can't stand. An old yeah. lollipop stick or or people that suck, you know, that suck one of those uh, cocktail it's, sticks for hours and hours and hours. I can never I can never understand that. But is that you know that astringent sort of almost bitter taste that you get? Yes. That that's that can happen if it's over oaked. That's what a lot of people way people would term it. So a, a blender comes along and a blender takes out a, a touch of the whiskey and noses it and possibly tastes a little bit of it to find out whether they think it's that's that's it at its peak. Now the glass that they use for that is this little glass here. Okay, see the shape of it, little tulip colored glass. Yes, you, you, you see them doing that with wine tasting as well and, uh, and stuff like this is This is a capita glass, this is a sherry glass. And that's what it's for. Uh, really, they bring it up 
and they'll know whether they think that whiskey's at its peak. So they use this, okay? And I would, I would use this at home. It's very good for nosing. And the reason they use it is it's because of this sort of narrowing effect at the top of the glass. You know, it, it goes from wider at the bottom and it narrows. So the flavors are concentrated. So when you nose the whiskey, it, it comes up and, and they can pick it out. Uh, the, the, these are professionals. I, I don't ever profess to be a professional or even anywhere near the league of these people. But this is really what they're, they're, they're doing. They, they nose it. Now, when people are drinking at home, they tend to use something like this. Now, if I hold the two of them side by side, do you see the difference? I, I do I do see the difference. Uh, I mean, I prefer that sort of squarish glass because Bushmills were giving them away free a number of years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. And these are really for for your making your cocktails. So, so for your, your old fashions and highballs and all this kind of stuff. So if you're making a, a whiskey and ginger, you want to put that in and you want to put some ice cubes in it and, and a slice of... Uh, orange peel and all that kind of stuff this is really what you're going to do it because you can't do it with this but if you're using a premium whiskey like such as this this dingle release um this is a dingle pot still let me just check yeah finished in port casks this is a premium product and it's not really designed to be messed about with too much possibly a little drop of water but that's really what that's for. It's not for making cocktails with. So it's kind of for the purists. So this type of glass gives you a better experience. You'll when you nose it and smell it, you'll have you'll have an intensity of flavour that's impossible with this. It just cannot be done with this. So if you want to make cocktails, you want to make a yeah, by all means, do it with that. But not with this. But if you just want to enjoy something in its sort of pure state or, or just by itself, then this is really what you want to be using. Something like this. I There's there's improved uh, glasses on this, but uh, I'll get to them in a little minute. So this is a Capita glass, and, and it's perfectly acceptable for nosing. Um, I think I'll just pour myself a wee half in here just, just, <laughs> just for uh, educational purposes, you know. And look, hear, hear that wee noise when it comes up. <laughs> so, when you get your glass, when you get your whiskey in the glass, always give it a little swirl around. The reason you do that is you coat the inside of the glass. That makes it an awful lot better. It, it, it gives it that. Um, it, it covers the glass and gives it much more. Is it about sort of getting the aroma to come out of the liquid? Is that what it's all about? Really, really, what you want to do is. Pour something like this, and you keep it there for a, few, a minute. You can nose it straight away. But this is designed to be sipped over. This is not, you don't do shots of this stuff, unless you've got very deep pockets for a start. <laughs> <laughs> this is not designed. You want to, you want to uh, do shots, do, um, what do you call that, blue stuff that people drink, and uh, do those horrible, like, neon blue drinks. <laughs> They serve them at sort of bad Indian restaurants. They fire out these things, you know, <laughs> apple sours and all that. <laughs> but this type of glass, you, you run it round, 
and then you want to nose and you get you get lovely intensity of flavor you get lovely intensity aromas lovely port obviously um that, that, that deep rich fruit currants touch of mint you know you won't get that you just won't get it from from this kind of big tumbler just it's impossible you just can't do it so you want this glass that that, that sort of tulip effect to, to come up so again this is maybe the sort of glass you're talking about from bush mills there we go. Yeah, yeah. there's that, a decent sized drink in that glass marty yeah. there's there's also about um about a pound of ice goes into it that's <laughs> kind of funny. so they've given these away it's a, a, a promotional glass that i got somewhere um there's a, again there's another sort of tumbler glass that's actually from my my goddaughter but not so uh so those those big tumbler bigger glasses they're for putting ice and stuff in they're for making cocktails now we'll move on a little bit and i'll, I'll this is another sort of promotional glass. This was from Middleton. And this is, there's, there's a little nook in that so your hand can warm the whiskey in your hand. But again, look at the... the, the I, I the, always the, thought that was for a cigar. <laughs> no, this, this, there's a, you get the ones with the cigar up here, but this is for holding in your hand. And again, but it's a bit wide. I mean, you take the difference in the width at the top here. I mean, it's huge. So... It's a promotional glass. It's just something a bit different that they were giving away um, with their, their release of Middleton. We have two other glasses here. Um, I'll, I'll do this one chronologically. I'll do it chronologically. The Capita glass is used by blenders. Um, has been for, for centuries, for, well, pretty much for centuries now, um, for doing the nosing. In 2001, uh, a company called Glen Cairn and a guy called Raymond Davison decided they wanted to improve this glass for the improve this glass for the domestic market. And through a series of trial and error um, and experimentation, also with the help of some of the, the, the main blenders in Scotland, they came up with this. This is the Glen Cairn glass. Now you'll see it's similar in shape to the Capita. It's a bit more bulbous at the bottom, and a little bit wider at the top, but it's to do with ratios. Um, this is like a third of the width of this, so it doesn't really matter. But the big design difference with this is the glass bottom. Okay. You have a capilla glass, you have this little stem, you touch it against something and sometimes it can crack and you have you have a, a, a half one of a whiskey that you've spent maybe £200 on a bottle and you touch it against something and it cracks and spills, you're not a happy bunny, you know? <laughs> so, it's much more sturdy, much more robust. I have actually dropped some of these and have had empty ones, empty ones. And they've hit the ground and they don't break. You know, they're very, very, very robust. So in 2006, this one, uh, a Queen's Medal for Design. Uh, so this is really uh, 
Well, that's a, that's a fairly good there's a fairly good accolade there. Let's see what some people are saying tonight. Uh, remember to comment, like, and share if you want to get involved in the show. Follow the main link there: www.facebook.com. Oblique Irish Whiskey Review. Oblique Live. Oblique. Uh, Dave Cummins is saying you you need a good uh, snifter glass to concentrate the aroma when smelling the whiskey. Absolutely, yeah. Dave. Hundred percent correct. Hundred percent correct. There's no point in buying a quality whiskey if you're going to treat it badly. It's a bit like buying a Ferrari and all you do is go eat the spar with it and buy, buy whatever toilet roll is left. You know, there's no point. No, what's the point? You know, you might as well ride a bike down. So. Uh, there's a lot of other people watching tonight. Uh, Bert Purdy uh, says, great show. Uh, nice to have you along with this, Bert. Uh, how, how, do, how do you? Uh, Kirsty Pulsworth is saying hello. She's saying, hi, Marty. Hope you're staying safe. You're staying very safe, aren't you? Yes, you are. I'm, I'm as isolated as is possible to be. All right. Uh, that's what we like to hear. Uh, Karen uh, and Shane are involved as well. Uh, good evening to you, Karen and Shane. And we'll also have to say hello to uh, Dan and Donald as well. Uh, good evening to you, or good afternoon, depending on where you're watching in the world, because I know a lot of people are watching in the United States and Canada, and they are behind us. Uh, to give you an idea, over uh, 2,000 people viewed this show last week, and if you'd like to get involved, always say hello. And there's Bert saying hi to somebody called Adam as well. I'm trying to see if he's in the list. Maybe he shared it. The most important thing to do is comment, like, and share on the Irish Whiskey Review Oblique Live because then we can see and share all your stuff. Otherwise, it's hidden from us because of uh, sort of confidentiality. And the people that are on social media that don't like to share things, what's the <laughs> point? It's like having a whiskey and throwing it out. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, it's a strange... As I say, comment, like, and share. Any questions, feel free to ask questions. Hey, listen, somebody must know you, Marty. Somebody must Wait. know you here. Ernie, Ernie Johnson has got in touch. Has he? Yeah, Ernie, Ernie Johnson has still got the gift of the gab, Marty. <laughs> Yeah, very true, Ernest. Very true. <laughs> yes, I'm. Uh, we're getting a big hello from uh, Texas. Uh, here's uh, Julie Mason getting in touch again from Texas, of all things. Yeah, yeah. Yes, very hot over there. I hear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is very hot where I am too. Yes. Uh, good evening to you, Julie. Uh, in Texas. Are you anywhere near Dallas and South Fork? We always used to love that show here. And uh, Robert Carson is saying hello from uh, New Jersey. There you go. Well done. Excellent. I don't think it's as hot there yet because they're still getting a bit of the blustery weather that we're getting here. Uh, so Robert J. Carson the third. There you go. Uh, hello to you and uh, bottoms up. And uh, Dave is asking a question, Marty, because we said this would be over in 15 minutes tonight, but little did we know so many people were going to get in touch again this week. Yeah. Uh, here is Dave Cummins. He says, uh, love to see you've got a bottle of our Dingle single pot still there. Hope you oh, like yeah. it. The, put it like this. I, this, out of the lineup tonight, I've picked a, a different lineup from what we had last week. Um, last week, we sort of, sort of stayed a little local last week. Uh, this week's, we still have a, a local. Uh, we have Blackbush. 10 out of 10 for this whiskey. It's fabulous for the price range. Fabulous. Um, I have a Turconnell, which I quite like. Okay, this is the Turconnell, cast finish. 
Um, the thing I don't like about it is it has 1762 written on it, which is not strictly true. Um, this is There was a distillery set up in, in 1762, but it's absolutely nothing to do with that other than the name. Um, then we have Pars Three Swallows, which is, again is a pot still whiskey. And very good, very drinkable, very good at the price range that it's at. Then we have this strange little beast, which is a Tullamore Dew uh, distillery exclusive that I got uh, when I was at, obviously at the distillery. And you have to go into a very secret room to get it um, with, with a, a very nice young lady, which um, has nothing to do with it, obviously. I love uh, secret rooms. It's it's almost <laughs> like an Agatha Christie play. This uh, the secret rooms. You know, the whole ballroom shifts, and there's two ballrooms, and it's empty one minute, and it's full the next. Absolutely. But this this is a little room you go up to in private. And there's a wee secret tap, and you fill it all yourself. It's a bit gimmicky, a bit gimmicky, and the whiskey's a bit all over the place. Listen, oh, I I don't good. I don't mind gimmicks like that. Gimmick, Justin. I don't mind a gimmick. I'm all for it. All for it. Um. <laughs> Listen, I was in the Douro Valley on, on the sherry trip and they brought us into the room and they give us a glass and they says, drink as much as you like. And I, <laughs> I says, are you sure? And they were... trip tonight. never took over the world. Somebody mentioned the word free bar. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Listen, we've, we've, we've got more questions in, Marty. We're going to have to get through them. Otherwise, we'll be here for two well, hours tonight. I've already touched on the fact that this... Dingo pot still. This is another pot still. This is by far and away the best of this lineup by a country mile. This is much better. It's also a bit more expensive. It's out of the price bracket of Black Bush, but it's absolutely well worth it. So if you haven't tried Dingle, I, I would thoroughly recommend it. Absolutely fabulous place. Fabulous. No, anyway. we're, we're, we're 20 minutes in. We're nearly 18, uh, 19, 20 minutes in. We need to have a recap. We're talking about the glasses tonight. And Sean McDermott uh, uh, has asked to remind me of the name of the glasses. Run through the glasses again. If you've just joined us this evening, welcome along. Remember to comment, like, and share. Marty. Now, this is the Capita glass, this little sherry glass. Okay. You see these in bars. Um, very good for nosing. You can, they're quite hard to pick up actually, unless you go on like a specialist website um, to, to buy them. Um, but good, good for nosing. Capita glass, C O P I T A. The next one was the Glen Cairn glass. You'll see lots of these about. I'll just tip that in. And I'll give this a little, a little swish. So this is the Glen Cairn. And really, designed for for the whiskey drinker it's designed to, it's designed to hold 50 mils which is which is a healthy pour a healthy pour um but it, this is if i'm honest this is my favorite glass it sits well in the hand it's it's certainly um it's, it's pretty much ideal you can sit and hold it like that it's very very comfortable very drinkable so this is the Glen Cairn. Now, this one is the, the, the sort of new kid on the block, if you like, and it's designed for Irish whiskey. Okay? I'll just say that, that thing is fabulous. Um, 
So this is the tour glass. Okay, T-U-A-T-H, tour. Now, it comes from the Irish word for uh, nation or family. I don't speak Irish, so I'm going on other people's, other people's uh, the translation of it. Um, it, it, it's made by a girl called Rosie, uh, and again, it's made for the Irish whiskey market. Now, it's designed to look like Skellig Michael, the, the, the little islands of... Yeah, Justin, you look surprised by this somewhat, sir. Is it not like that? I thought it looked like that. Oh, it does <laughs> look like that. It does look like that. You know, um, it's like a tricorn hat. Nelson would love one. Yeah, I, very good. Yes. Ah, um, it's designed to be held like this. There's a little flat piece here, if you see. A little flat piece. Yes. Designed to be held like this. So I'll just... Give me two seconds. I'll just pour my dingle in there. Is that so? As the 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 uh, the whiskey doesn't get warm. I'm not a hundred percent sure why, Justin. If I'm honest, I think it's better for swishing. I think for me, this is more of a toasting glass. It's for you know, you could be out somewhere and go here. You go, you know, toast it. Um, there, it's got a few other design features as well. One of which is. You know the way you would decant wine, and the idea is that once the oxygen gets added a bit more, yeah, yeah. Well, this is designed so that you can decant in the glass. You can set it down, and it doesn't roll away. So I'll just hopefully you can see that. Can you see that? Yes. Hold on there. Zoom in in that. That that's amazing. Hold on there. Hide 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 the on screen graphics here. That is that that is amazing. Yes, people can see that clearly. Remember, you can pinch and zoom if you're watching on a tablet, but don't try to do it if you're watching on the TV because it doesn't like it. <laughs> uh, yes, now that is amazing. Where have I seen something like that before? Um, Some of the whiskey bottles weren't round so they didn't roll, weren't they? Yeah, well... Bush Mills. Yeah. Um, there was actually... Um, a whiskey was brought out one time that they were, they had a punt at the bottom of them, so that they could be used as glass bricks in in poorer developing nations. So whenever people recycled, the idea was when they tried to recycle them that they could be used as, as bricks. They didn't have to be recycled; they could be used straight away, which I, I think was a very good idea. But it never really caught on. Um, right, because because they always do that in grand designs, the trendy wall made out of glass bottles. It, it does work sometimes, but other times it just looks naff. Well, sometimes, but I mean, the idea was that people could use these without the need to actually recycle. There was a a, a demand for it and a, and, a, and a way of using them. So why not? And I think I think with the recycling thing, a lot of the time we're trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, listen. I know we're concentrating tonight on glasses, but we've asked a very good question here. Now I've got some. Uh, sort of cheesy Chris down there and I'm going to get stuck into them but I'm going to have a beer with the cheesy Chris after this you know as a chaser the other way around but right. Dean Martin has asked Marty I love a piece of chocolate with a wee whiskey and we know Cabaret's have said don't put it in the fridge we know that <laughs> but uh, is there a food or snack which is good with a nice Irish whiskey what would you recommend peanuts there are a, there are a number depends on the whiskey um, because there's such a range of flavours that in the whiskies that you're you kind of have to try and match some to to, to the other um 
lots of cheeses go very well with whiskey. Um, some really strong cheese goes very well with neat whiskey. Well, we have been at the uh, Londonderry Arms Hotel, and they did cheese with the whiskey, didn't they? Yes, mm -hmm. it did work. Well, one of the reasons it works is cheese is obviously made with fat. It's made with rind. And when you, when you eat it, 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 it covers your mouth. You know, the fat, the, the, that sort of uh, fat coating goes over your, over your mouth. And when you take in the whiskey, the alcohol cleans your palate and it refreshes it. So if you get, um, uh, let me think, a good one is um, Quiet Man, eight-year-old single malt. It's very light vanilla. And it goes very well with like a, a, a blue cheese. Um, you get some of the local blue cheeses, which are fairly mild, uh, not the not the really strong Stiltons. It sort of overpowers anything. It would overpower really anything. You would need a big heavy yard bag or something to, 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 to go with some of those. But you get some of the... There's a, a Spirin blue cheese, for example, uh, and it goes really well. Uh, it's mild blue cheese and it goes well with a sort of sweet light Irish whiskey um, that goes really well another thing is ice cream ice cream and red breast uh, if you get a nice dairy vanilla ice cream get um, a red breast 12 red breast even a cask strength with a little touch of water in it and uh, it kind of does the same thing dairy ice cream again the fat in it co covers the mouth and when you take the, the whiskey in, all those lovely fruit, autumnal fruit, you know, ripe berry fruits, uh, complement vanilla ice cream really well. And another surprisingly good one um, is, again, again, quiet man, eat. this is a, a good one to do it with, salt and vinegar peanuts. <laughs> they go really, really well. I think we covered that last week. And we all we all know that. We've, we've tried that. Now, before we get back to the glasses tonight, again, I've got to say hi to a few people. Uh, Stanley Sung is saying hello. Uh, hello to you, Stanley. Always put on a question or tell us where you're from, uh, like Trevor Watson has done. He is in uh, County Fermanagh, the Lakeland uh, County. I'm hoping to head down there next week and help a friend put his boat back in the water if we're allowed. But it seems we are because uh, they're talking about reopening some of the caravan sites. So looking forward to that. If you're still in lockdown, uh, well, hope you're enjoying the show and hope you're staying safe and I hope you're drinking responsibly as well. Trevor, uh, lovely to hear from you from beautiful Lakeland County Fermanagh. Uh, Martin Kerr has been in touch as well, Marty. He says, uh, hi, from Belfast. Great talk there. He says, nice talk. Uh, Sean McDermott, thank you for asking those questions, reminding of the, the glasses. And to tell you this, the power of the internet, we should have a, an Amazon sort of account that we endorse here because he's <laughs> just ordered six of them. And we'd be getting twelve p a touch here if we were if we were getting. He's ordered six of those glasses that you recommended. Probably because these ones are branded by me. All right. And okay. if, any, if anyone's wanting to buy these, if they PM me, I, I can I can sell them and send them over. Um, if anybody's interested in buying these, they're they've got my Ulster Whiskey logo on them. But, but that's not what we're really about tonight. We're not about television. But uh, there you go. You, you can check us out. If anybody's wanting them, they can PM me and I can arrange. I'd send some over to them. 
Uh, and then Stanley's laughing at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've sold 20 million glasses already. We can retire. We're retiring to the Isle of Man, Stanley. Thank you very much. Uh, let me see. Ju Ju Julie Mason's got in touch again. She says, uh, have to say the Glen Kern is also, also my favorite glass for a single malt whiskey. Julie has impeccable taste. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very good. And uh, somebody's been in touch, obviously, I think a friend of yours, Andy Workman says, good to see you, Marty, in some capacity. There you go. Well, we've got another question in about the, the chocolate, actually, here. Oh, they're coming thick and fast. I can, we may not get through all the questions tonight, Marty. I don't no. like to disappoint. This is like being on the radio again and you're having to disappoint 3,000 people at the end of the night. Uh, chocolate definitely works with a lot of Irish whiskey. Also, sometimes milk chocolate, mostly darker chocolate works across the board, but also at easy pairing is semi-hard cheeses. There you go. There's a great, great minds think alike, Connor Ryan saying there. Yeah, there you go. And sometimes the, the, the darker the chocolate, the better. The problem is... If you got really dark chocolate, it becomes slightly chalky, and you lose the you lose the sort of mouth feel, mouth coating. So sometimes it can be a trade off. Um, so that yeah, it can be a trade off between the two. Uh, we're getting messages in from Edinburgh tonight. Uh, hello, Marty. Keep safe uh, from Jen uh, Jen in Edinburgh. And this other question's come in, uh, or a, st a statement more fact: a lot of bottles not round, so they wouldn't roll on a boat. Yeah. You, you live and learn. No, I, I think I remember my grandfather telling me that, that that was the reason why if they fell over, they didn't roll, so you didn't lose any of your most valuable your valuable commodity. Uh, Dean Martin's agreeing with Connor. He's saying the cheese is lovely. And, oh, you're, this uh, that uh, tooth gas is getting recommended here. Uh, yeah. He reckons the glass does seem a bit large in the hand. Maybe, maybe you have, maybe you have smaller hands than other people, Marty. <laughs> I, I, I think it makes a very good toasting glass. You know, something that you would toast at, a, you know, a wedding or something like that. It just if in comparison to Glen Cairn, this feels sort of hard and angular, and this feels round and and more. We like curves, Justin. We we, we, we like curves. You know, hard and pointy versus curves. It's, I think we curves every day of the week. We do, but but listen, I've got, I've got to get me one of those triangular glasses because I love triangles. I love Toblerone. Toblerone <laughs> would go well with it, you know? <laughs> Toblerone, hint, hint, Toblerone. <laughs> I, I can save you over a couple of two glasses, no problem at all. Uh, Dave Cummins is agreeing with the chocolate and cheese is always a hit with uh, whiskey. Uh, Jackie, Jackie McCauley, any relation to you? She's saying hello, there you go. Uh, <laughs> And listen, Sean McDermott's getting in touch. He's saying, uh, my mum worked in the Londonderry Arms as a cook 62 years ago. That must have been when Winston Churchill owned it. <laughs> yes, we, of course, have seen the Winston Churchill picture, and he definitely has been in Carnlock. Definitely. He owned the Garnetar Estate. He owned the Garnetar Estate in Carnlock. He did indeed. He did indeed. Let's see. Uh, you're, somebody's getting tagged again. Uh Standard bush mills goes nice with porridge. Now that's true, Marty. We forgot uh, to mention that one. Well, I don't tend to eat a lot of porridge, if I'm honest. Um, I, at some at some of the Hastings hotels, some of the hotels, you'll find that they have a bottle of uh, bush mills for you to make up your porridge. This was a 
kind of a traditional breakfast back in the day. Um, if I'm totally honest, I don't think it goes that well. Um, I, if I was putting something in my porridge, I would prefer to put a drop of salt in it. If I'm totally honest. Oh, you 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 like salt in your porridge? Now, I do, I'm not averse to honey in porridge, and I can understand why a a rich sort of uh, whiskey with honey undertones would work in a, in a porridge. I have had porridge with uh, whiskey in it. Now, yeah. Uh, that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. What what do you eat for breakfast, Marty? Because <laughs> well, do you want to know? I'm going to tell you this is a total revelation to me. Um, I'm now on. I, I, I've discovered a DLT. Living down by the coast, Justin, you find these things out. A DLT. It's not a bacon, lettuce, and tomato. It's a BLT. I I now have a DLT, which is a dulse lettuce and tomato. <laughs> I seen this. You're crazy. Oh. Justin, don't know that you try it, son. Oh, Honestly, right. fried dulse is like the crispiest of crisp bacon. You can use it exactly the same way. You can use it in a, in a, in a fry or whatever. It's absolutely fabulous. And whenever all, all this is over, come you down and I'll make it for you. And, and it's fabulous, fabulous. Now, listen, we, we need to get back to the glasses, but we'll, we'll have to answer these questions while they're coming in because we'll, we won't get through them, all right? Have, have, a, time, have a time, Marty? Have a tonight? Yeah. I'm, I'm okay for time. As I say, the glasses were pretty much covered with them. The, these are the, these three glasses, if you're using a quality whiskey, if you're going for anything quality, which pretty much all of these are, um, obviously I still recommend this, the, these are the glasses you want to use. Um, and my favourite, as I say, would be the Glencairn. Now, we've got a very long question in, in this evening from uh, Alistair Minnis. Hi from Scotland. I'm originally from County Down. We won't hold that against you because we're from County Antrim. Uh, <laughs> a couple of questions, if I may. Oh, two for the price of one. With yeah. the explosion of new distilleries in Ireland, we, we sort of covered that a wee bit last week. Yeah. Are there any festivals developing like those in Scotland? If so, when are they? And secondly, did you get the chance uh to taste any of the Bushmill single cast uh, bottled by the SMWS last year? If so, what did you think of them? So uh, you've got a lot of questions there to answer, so we'll run through them all uh, for Alistair. Remember, if you want to get in touch, uh, comment, like, and share. Follow the main Facebook link, Irish Whiskey Review slash live there in the comments, and we will get through. Listen, Alistair, don't apologise. Don't apologise for asking too many questions. It's just... No. I can only fit so many questions on screen at once because you can see it goes dot, 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 and I have to read it off screen for Marty. And okay. then I'll comment and share it so that other people can, can read it again. Uh, let me see. I'll comment this. Can I can I highlight that? I can't highlight it. So if you type it in again yourself to save me the trouble, uh, we'll put it on screen. So uh, the first question is uh, whiskey festivals. They've all been cancelled. They've all been cancelled this year. Um as, as we sort of covered last year, Irish whiskey's really in a, a, in a, a renaissance. It's, it's really trying to find its feet again. Um, but there are lots of new festivals coming along. Uh, Bush Mills are doing a, a salmon and whiskey festival because obviously Bush Mills salmon country down that part of the world as well. Uh, Belfast is doing a whiskey week, which last year really sort of sprung out of nowhere they they, they kind of had uh, a few weeks to try and get it put together so it was kind of a new thing uh, there's there's dingle are doing a, a whiskey festival down that part of the world 
there are new festivals, but this year they're all over the place. Um, they're probably not going to happen. And some of them are maybe only a year or two old. So there are festivals happening. They're just a little bit in their infancy. And this year's just really put a skew on them. Um, and and, and we, we'll, we'll just have to keep uh, an eye out. I will try and put them on the com Facebook page. Any of them are coming up. And I'll try and advertise them because... I'm a great believer that a, a, a rising tide lifts all ships. That you know, if there's something coming up, I plug it and put it on my page. It's, it's no, I, I think everybody should be supportive of each other. Uh, we're not really in competition with each other, so I'll try and keep people up to breast if they stay uh, on my page. Uh, the single cask bottlings of Bush Mills from the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. I haven't tried any of them yet. I have tried a few single cask Bush Mills. Um, I haven't tried any of the ones that were released last year yet. I'm sure I'll get my hands on them at some point. Bushmills are probably sitting on the best Irish whiskey stock in, in Ireland at the minute. Um, they have some fabulous whiskey, some fabulous stuff. Uh, they, they release, the releases can be sometimes hit and miss, um, if I'm totally honest. But when they do something right, they do it. Fantastic, fabulous. Um, as again I said at the start of this, Black Bush to me is a ten out of ten whiskey. It's I bought a liter of it the other day for thirty two pound, which is just phenomenal value. Um, sixteen twenty one. The single casks that I've tried pretty much are all magnificent. So I haven't tried last year's Scotch malt whiskey, but one society ones. Um, but I'm sure that I would be fairly confident they're very, very, very good. Very good. Excellent stuff. Now, Keith Maxwell has been in touch. Uh, Keith and Derry, loving the tips from Mari and advice on the glasses. Uh, we certainly are. Uh, Sean McDermott says he's from Tyrone and he wants some commission for selling you the glasses. <laughs> selling the glasses for you. There you go. I do, I do, I do love that there. Now, we've, we've been asked this before and we'll be asked it again. Uh, Jonathan McCulloch is saying, water or no water? We we should do a, we should do an episode on water or no water. The the truth of the matter is it's whatever your preference is. Um, some whiskies at forty percent they need water. Uh, they just they do. Otherwise, the alcohol kind of overpowers them. It's kind of how you know whenever you know something, you, you kind of know whether it's just too much alcohol for what the other flavors. But when you're adding water. You do it very, very carefully. You you, you put in a, a, a half a teaspoon at a time. You know, if you have a, a thirty-five right. mil, right? Right. Okay. Only a couple of couple of milliliters, and really, what you're trying to do is bring down the ABV, the, the alcohol by volume. Alcohol is a very volatile compound, and if if you get a whiskey and stick your nose straight into the glass, it's too strong. Your, your your oral factory senses really go oh and shut down and it could take 20 minutes for them to really come back to where you where you want them to be so knows it do everything slowly you know don't don't rush don't rush any quality spirit you know if you want to rush stuff go for the apple stars and <laughs> fire them out of plastic shot glasses you know that's, that's not that's not what these are for so water do it to your own taste there's some whiskies that, I mean, I have some at 
almost 60%, and you just have to put water in them. Just, yes. The human body's not designed to take alcohol at that strength. So, yes, you would put water in those, but the idea is you would add it to your taste and bring out what you want to hear. Now, Marty, if I told you we're 40 minutes in, we've done double what we thought we would do tonight with another 20 minutes to run. Otherwise, well, p people won't have time to have their own whiskey and crisps or whiskey and nuts uh, <laughs> or whiskey and water. Uh, let me see what, what people are saying. Frank Hearn has got in touch. He okay. says he's going out cycling on Sunday mornings. The standard ration is porridge, bush mills and honey. Gets him <laughs> through many's a mile. <laughs> Pulling us, um, I remember um, one time reading that the Tour de France, uh, people people who used to do the Tour de France, the alcohol was, they were thinking of banning alcohol because it was a performance-enhancing substance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, I love it, I love it, I love yeah. it. Uh, Alistair Minnis is, is giving us the thumbs up and saying uh, many thanks uh, to us. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, Dean Martin always is saying that... Uh, uh, Marty, Irish coffee. I was always told the cheaper the whiskey, the better the coffee. Now, we both know the story about Irish coffee and where it come about. Do, do you believe that about the flying boats, the Pan Am Clipper or the, the BOAC Clipper? Do you believe that? I don't know. No idea. I've, I've heard a number of stories of where Irish coffees came from, and there's a bar in New York, I think it is, that says that they were the first to claim it. And I think people in Ireland have been making things Irish for a very long time. I think the cheaper the whiskey, the, if you're going to flavour something with coffee and you should be using good coffee, the whiskey's kind of incidental. Don't be using uh, a 60-70 pound bottle of whiskey in an Irish coffee because your coffee should be strong enough to mask the taste of you know the whatever esters and congeners in the whiskey really should be cut out. Fun, so funny enough, I'm not a fan of Irish coffee. I always say it's for the tourists. Uh, I think it ruins coffee and it ruins whiskey. To be honest, well, my dad makes a very good Irish coffee. Um, he does it all with the back of the spoon and the cream and all. It's really ah nice. right. He knows how to do it. My grandfather knew how to do things like that as well. Yeah, something like that. If my dad was making one, I would drink it. My dad does not drink whiskey in any way, shape or form. So um, it's not through trial and error. He, he just knows how to make them. So I kind of like them. They're not something I would ever really go for, but if my dad was making them, I would have one. So. Well, uh, we, uh, uh, people are very astute here. They, they know a lot of stuff. And uh, we we don't want to break any confidentiality, but we are, we we we'll live dangerously tonight because obviously we've got good solicitors. Uh, Dave Cummings is asking, uh, Dave from Dingle, seeing as you're talking about Bush Mills, we were a minute ago. Do you think they will release a new age statement in in the near future? If if so, what do you think it will be? Me me personally, I'd love to see a bourbon and port finished malt. Uh, they have some serious malt there. Dave, Dave, a hundred percent. They probably have some of the, the probably the best whiskey stock in Ireland. Um, as to what they're going to release, they brought a, they put a lot of effort into the steamship cask stuff, uh, and for me, it didn't really work. The, the, the rum cask I thought was very good, but I'm partial to a rum cask finished whiskey. Uh, if they're going to release a new age statement to their core range, 
I think they probably would end up going for one of the, the ultra premium ones, which is really where the market seems to be. The, the Red Breast have brought out a new 27-year-old uh, Ruby Port finished at £499 a bottle. Yeah. I would need to be on your money, Justin, to buy that. Uh, actually well listen we'll we'll have a question Bert's had a question in and it it, it ties in with port Uh, anybody would think this show was planned but it's not Uh, (laughs) it's just what whiskey would you recommend to take after uh, your your meal what whiskey would you recommend to take as well after a meal well if if you've had a dessert then you want to go for something that will sort of complement the dessert um, aspect of it. So something maybe to to take away a little bit from the the sweetness, but not too much, if you know what I mean. So I, again, I would probably say a red breast. Um, it's kind of a dessert uh, whiskey. It's kind of uh, it's got that lovely rich red fruit flavour to it. Funny enough, that's that's what we had uh, at the top of the Grand Central Hotel there. With afternoon tea, they 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 sort of suggest that because you're having lots of sweet pastries and stuff like that after your little uh, sandwiches. If you don't have a dessert for dinner, um, if you don't have a dessert for dinner and and you've had just your 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 main course, um, if you've had a steak, I would probably recommend if it's something savoury, I would go for something a little smoky. To so if you. Say you've had a steak, for example. Um, I would go for something possibly along the lines of the Hinch Pita, or if you don't want to go just as Pita as that, go for uh, a Connemara. A Connemara, a slightly Pita, and and really nice, really nice. Okay, uh, why 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 the PD ones, Marty? It goes for if you've had say a steak for your dinner, um, that that sort of smoky richness. Kind of goes with the seared. Um, okay, yeah. See, see, see where you're coming from there, because I've seen some uh, of those chefs. You know, they they is it flambe when they burn in alcohol? They burn some of the meat in the alcohol. They give that sort of sort of seared coating. Okay. Uh, so listen, there's some comedians here tonight. Uh, I, I was laughing. Uh, there's some brilliant answers. You, you know the way uh, when you you tend to be on tour, Marty, and you know people say, you know. Was the flybar worm missile really invented in Belfast? Was air conditioning really invented in Belfast? The pneumatic tar, you know, the piston ring, you know. I've got oh, piston, yeah. I've got piston rings for sale on eBay if you want to buy them. Hey, it is that kind of show. Uh, this is what Dean Martin has said. He says, he says, a good castle derg man made the coffee, surely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he goes on to, to say, uh, Irish coffee is a great cure when away with the boys. There you oh. go. Oh, uh, yes. And he also is endorsing the show. Uh, he'll be looking a fiver of you, Marty, this uh, Dean Martin. Uh, fellas, uh, second uh, week viewing, keep it going. It's the highlight of lockdown. Oh, uh, yes, it, it's actually, it's not my biggest viewing show. It's my third biggest viewing show, but oh, yeah. uh, but it does involve alcohol, so it's, <laughs> it's probably my favourite show. It's probably my favourite show. Uh, and then uh, Julie Mason is getting in touch again. Uh, another brilliant show, Marty and Justin. Please keep them coming. We'll endeavour to do our best. We're heading, in, 
We're heading into the last 10 minutes of the show. Give us a synopsis again of the glasses and the bottles, Marty, again, for those of you who have just missed it. So just, just a quick recap on the, the, the glasses and the, the, the and why, why you go for a quality product put into the right glass. Um, again, I go back to the tumbler. This is, this is branded Jack Daniels, okay? Everybody drinks like Jack Daniels and Coke. Jack Daniels is not really designed as a premium product. And I'm, I'm talking about the entry level one. Uh, it's, it's designed to be added to something, you know, Jack Daniels and Coke. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. I've drunk many of them. This is what you drink it in, because you can stick a big lump of ice in it as well. So, but if I take uh, the, the, the Bushmills that I have in this, and tip it into that, I get pretty much zero smell. I, I can't smell anything, um, because all the alcohol is basically going all over the place. So... If you're buying something that you want to appreciate and experience and have possibly a beer or something with and have the whiskey as a, something to, 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 to set over, you want to use a proper glass and you want to use a Glencairn, a Capita or a Tua glass. These three glasses here, these two are designed specifically for whiskey. This is designed in Ireland for primarily for Irish whiskies. This one is designed in Scotland, designed for any whiskey. Uh, again, my personal preference would be the Glen Cairn. Although I do appreciate the, what has went on with this, it's a fantastic product. Just personal preference, I prefer the Glen Cairn. Uh, there are other glasses that you can buy. Uh, one's called the Northern Glass. You'll see it advertised quite heavily on Facebook. It's £35 a glass, which is a bit steep, I think. Um, it's it's basically a Glencairn glass inside one of these. Uh, if you've seen it, it's a bit of a strange creature. I think it's a bit a bit gimmicky. It's it's, it's you know it's a bit like a, a diamond encrusted Rolls Royce. There's not really a big lot of point in it. Um, this for me does everything you need it to do. So if you're buying a glass or if you're wanting to start appreciating whiskey on a on a on a, an expert experience level then you really need the tools for the job and this this is really what you, you would buy again they're they're not very expensive they're a few pounds each and they make a world of difference now i haven't tried uh, that norland glass but i am a fan of those sort of double walled coffee cups that insulate your hand from the hot coffee and I would say that Norland glass would probably work the same way as a, a glass with a stem to so that it doesn't take on the heat of your hand. Uh, and, and I think it would, it would also give the glass uh, a thicker wall to give it the integrity to, to swirl easier as well I, and be less likely to break as well too. At £35 a throw, you would need to be in my money to do it. I know, I know that, but I, I, I like things like that. You know, yeah, it's it's the same as everything else. Um, I, th I think it's probably overkill. Um, there, there's there's no need to be spending thirty five pound on a glass when you can spend six quid on something like this, and and you've got something that's easily up to the job, and, and it'll work every bit as well. I assure you. Um, so. 
no, I, I, I would say no to it. It's too, it's too expensive. Okay. Well, well, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, discount it uh, so easily myself. I, I think it would be a lovely thing to try. That's where you can get them if you, if you want to get one there. Have a look at that there. Give them a word. Let us know next week if they're brilliant or not. And uh, well. Uh, maybe maybe Amazon will remember us when the commission time come <laughs> comes. Uh, uh, Dean Martin, the Joker, is always the same. Does thirty five quid include the, include the bottle? No, uh, you know? no. Oh. Uh, Dean, I'm from Balamina, and, and, and <laughs> you're too, you're too, you're too, you're too thran. Uh, no, listen. I like I like thick thick rim glasses. There's Mark saying, "Don't try the Northern glass. The rim is too thick. It's hard to sip." I I, I do like a thick rim glass because because some of those uh, Bushmills demo glasses were quite thick 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 rimmed. Well, again, I, I being from Balamina, I have to weigh up cost versus what you're getting for your money, and I just don't think I don't think it actually. I don't see how it would be worth thirty five quid. Um, I just don't. Well, there you go. Brilliant show. I've drunk a few times with Marty. Hope he doesn't go for that third whiskey. Are, are you anybody's after the third whiskey, Marty, are you? Uh, pretty much. Ernie knows I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we've, we've hardly have we'll hardly have a sip. This is brown lemonade. This is this is, this is brown lemonade. You know, the internet isn't real, it's all fake news, you know. Uh, <laughs> Try explaining brown lemonade to, to American people. They just they don't they don't really understand at all. Brown lemonade. We'll have to do a show on brown lemonade. Brown yeah. lemonade is like white lemonade, except it's brown. It's exactly the same. But, but it, tastes, it tastes totally different because it's coloured brown. You know. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, we always yeah. flush twice. Uh, <laughs> so uh, listen, we've got about five minutes left. Uh, we'll. Uh, uh, well, there's there's Frank saying. Uh, spend the money on the whiskey, not the glass. Yes, you did say that last week. It's always worth a few quid extra if a if a distillery sells a whiskey. Sometimes go for the dearer one. It can yeah. make it can make all the difference. Absolutely. When when I'm ever reviewing whiskeys, when I'm, I'm writing a whiskey review, I, I always give a mark for value for money because if you're buying a whiskey at twenty pound a bottle or thirty pound a bottle, even it's it's cheap. It's not. It's not very expensive. But if you start going into the higher categories, you do expect a different experience. And once you start going above a certain price point, it really needs to be not necessarily not necessarily good because you you everybody's tastes are different. But it has to have a unique point. It has to have quality written all over it. Otherwise, it's going to go down. Marks price price is an important factor. Lots of people. Don't have a hundred and fifty pound you spend on a bottle of whiskey, or two hundred pound you spend on a bottle of whiskey, or or much more than that. So it needs to stand on its own two feet. So if you're going to buy whiskey, uh, spend money on quality product, yeah, but treat it with respect and, and get the right glass, get the right equipment for it. Okay, we've just uh, a couple of minutes left. Uh, Got to say a couple of big highs to Peters and Lee are watching us. Excellent. No, it's not really Peters and Lee. It's Lee Peters, uh, <laughs> and uh, he's saying hi to Steve Cunningham. There you go. Uh, I just, I just couldn't resist it. Do you remember the eight track with Peters and Lee in it? No. Sing it for me, there, Justin. Remind me. Uh, was it "Blanket in the Ground" they sang? 
I can't remember. I think it was Peter's and Lee blanket in the ground. I think it was. I think it was. Uh, and uh, yes, we've got people checking in now. Uh, Martin McShane, I love the show, guys. Sorry, Mister Start. Well, we we are are not stupid. We're not like those people I know that stream things on the internet that are fabulous and then they delete them. That isn't how the internet works. You want people to comment, like, and share. Uh, social media, social network, and we're all socially isolated. And as somebody said, it's the highlight of the uh, sort of socialization and uh, lockdown. I don't know who said that. Somebody said that in the list. There's too many, too many mentions to come in. There's 35 people watching at the minute. Thousands watch this show every week. And uh, he's saying, uh, love the show, Mr. Start. It's on, it's on watch again. Do you know the way your dad doesn't realize you're on plus one and the news at 10 is on 11? Well, we're on all the time. After I hit stop, it goes into repeat forever and ever and eternity. And sometime in 300 million years time, when the earth is imploded and we've melted into the sun, there'll be a hard disk sitting on a planet in a distant galaxy and somebody will decipher this and watch this. And they will go, basically, <laughs> what was that all about? Um <laughs> so uh, just a few more uh, mentions to get in here, uh, Marty. Uh, sorry, Justin. Uh, what's that dingle Marty has in front of him? Show the dingle up close again, and I'll zoom in on you. All right. There you go. There it is there. We can see it clearly. It's a single pot still dingle, and you can see the label clear, quite clearly there. Where can you get that, Marty? People always ask where you can get these things. This is this is the third expression of the dingle. Um, dingle don't make a huge amount of whiskey. They're a very small little distillery down on on the, the very the very southwest. Um, that one is you'll probably struggle to get that now. Um, you can get them in the friend of Ham Belfast. Uh, Super value uh, would do them. Uh, they're, they're, they are about there. If you go on the irishmalt.com, uh, they'll have they'll have dingle for sale. It's available in, in certain areas, and don't be scared. Don't be scared to try any of them because they're all fantastic. They're all fantastic whiskies. All the dingle stuff, superb. It's all their own stuff, and it's super super place. Okay, and I think we've got one uh, final question here. Uh, are supermarket whiskies overrated for the price they charge? Some supermarkets have some great deals on some of the time. Uh, where's the best place to buy these whiskies you're talking about? Um, are supermarket whiskies overpriced? Not necessarily. Um, I'll give you an example. The Lidl do their Isla whiskey. Um, the name of which escapes me now, but you'll see it. It's the the the, the it's their Isla special. Let you in on a secret. It's a five year old Bowmore. Um, and it's twenty pound a bottle. So if it was if it was labelled as Bowmore, you'd be paying probably fifty percent more for that. And it's it's perfectly perfectly drinkable stuff. A couple of pound a bottle. Um, the, the real sort of cheap old own brand stuff. Some of it is overpriced. That spend an extra fiver and get a bottle of Blackbush every day of the week. Um, where can you buy these whiskies? You can buy them at. Uh, irishmalts.com and great outlet you can buy them uh, at Sipsters is another one up in White Abbey uh, Wine Pig uh, 
dot com. They're they're another local company. They they supply lots of Irish whiskies. Um, if you want to go to the friend at hand, the vineyard and on the Ormo Road, Belfast, um, Kenny supermarkets. Um, normally stock a very good selection of whiskies. Um, 